Hi, I'm Patrick Flessner, and I'm again at Gut Talks, double G U double T. I have a few notes here because you were talking about this, um, you know, when you had your discussion with your neighbor uh, who was talking about the principal who's, yeah. let's put it that way, a self-proclaimed leader. There are plenty of this. And, and, and then you have these other, you know, headlines about toxic leadership and things like that. How to deal with people like this? Like when you have someone who's a self-proclaimed leader, someone who says, I'm an authority in the field or I'm a leader here doing that. And you know that this person is the only one thinking about himself or herself in that way, knowing that everybody else doesn't perceive it that way. I'm personally a big supporter of giving feedback to people in general. Like if I see someone who has, I mean, one of my talks actually had the topic like, Uh, your zipper is open. If someone's got a zipper that is open, <laughs> I will literally tell them because I think I'm doing them a favor. I'm not like offending yeah. them, you know. So how do you deal with this situation? Yeah, I think this is, um, I would say currently there's still a war for talent. The best people can choose wherever they want to work. And if you are, if there is a self-proclaimed leader, people will just leave. And over time, There's so much turnover in the team that others will notice and will also figure out the reason for this. So I think it probably takes some time, but the problem will be solved somehow unless the culture in the organization lives on proclaimed leaders and this kind of leadership style. I've personally worked in these kind of cultures where people were climbing the leadership ladder by being the A word. Yeah? So, and then it's about us just, you know, to change something or to leave. Yeah? I think it's always like change it accept it or leave for me is still something really really valuable as you said with the, uh, the zipper or my neighbor trying to change she tried it with her principal he doesn't want to change so there are only two options left you either accept it or you leave because if you continue fighting it's just energy wasted uh, but unfortunately i think in our organizational setup very often very uh, People too far away from us would have to make a decision to exchange the leader, the self-proclaimed leader. Um, so it's not easy. Probably boils down to, to culture also a lot. So maybe you should give her a book she can offer him. <laughs> the thing is, what I, did he I will, get I it? I will test her on that one. Yeah, you know why not? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's just to see how would this person, because we're giving the example of this person, we don't know who this person is, might be a very nice, whatever, humble individual, I don't know, maybe humble is not the right word, but yeah, how would someone perceive like receiving such a book to be like, okay, please, you need to change, <laughs> like be self-aware because the concept of self-awareness here, I guess, is, is massive, no. but yeah, how to go around those things. I mean, it's the art of communication. If she goes there and, and gives them the book and says, you know, you should read this, maybe you, you would become a better leader. It's probably not the best approach to have him read the book, right? So it's about communication. In my TED talk, I talked about the other way. We have leaders, maybe let's assume that the self-proclaimed leader actually wants to change and thinks, you know, maybe I have to develop my leadership skills. And he wants to learn the leadership house framework. 
what I said is, you know, maybe it helps him become a better leader. But if he hands the leadership house framework also to his team members, they all would maybe become a better team. And the people who follow might turn into leaders themselves. And so that this kind of leadership framework trickles down the organization, effective leadership trickles down the organization and turns followers into leaders. And suddenly we have, let's say, proactive people in the organization who give feedback, who challenge one another, who call out bad behavior. This is also one idea I had when I thought about how powerful could this kind of framework actually be if applied correctly, if applied and embraced by people. I still believe it's possible. Okay. So now I'm imagining, you know, I, I tend to visualize in general. So I'm visualizing this school principal and other teachers and everyone reading the book, especially like the teachers and the staff involved. Yeah. Then they will elevate their leadership skills to together make the difference probably somehow in the organizations, right? Because you were saying at the beginning, this book is for aspiring leaders as well. It's um, also for aspiring leaders, but it's definitely for everyone. It's not, it's, it's for everyone who needs, who is in charge of leading people. Yeah. And it's not, the purpose is to become a better leader, but the ultimate purpose is create strong teams, right? And for this, certainly you can, as a leader, apply the leadership house framework, but depending on how big the organization is, you also want to help the others. You want to lift the others. You want them to become better leaders themselves. You're lifting others. This is also leadership, right? It's yeah, not only about sure. myself. It's also about serving the others, right? You know, and, and I think, for example, I've discussed this in a group. So everybody read the book and we discussed this. And then everybody has to share something and says, you know, we should do this. We haven't done that. You know, how do you think about it? And then if you create a safe environment where you say it's now all about the team, it's not about the person, it's not about attacking, suddenly start, you know, coming up with ideas and that's just rewarding. Yeah. And also what you mentioned at the beginning is that each person would probably focus more on one chapter and have a specific takeaway because it's, they could probably relate to personal experiences and drill down into that. And this is how you can also build communities like within the company in terms of the culture. It's not just company, it's a community from within that grows and scales and thrives. And yeah, we're touching different concepts here. So I don't know if there's anything specific about the book or not about the book. She would like to add something we didn't touch on anything specific no i don't think so yeah i think we've talked a lot about the framework and how it can help just looking forward to launch date and yeah. see hopefully that many people who read it also reach out to me like they've done with fast scaling yeah so hopefully i can see that i can help people i hope it's powerful yeah hopefully and uh yeah i mean i'm gonna be putting all your links actually in the the show notes so that's nice anyone can just uh, reach out to you directly and yeah. uh, and if someone wants me to, to keynote an event, I'm also happy. Um, so also reach out to me. And uh, Maria, fantastic again. And you will get your signed copy. It's tomorrow in the, in the post. Thank you so much. Wonderful. It starts with the gut. It ends with the gut. It's in your gut. Gut Talks. This is the last episode of the segment with Patrick Flesner, where we talk about his book, about leadership and more. Hope you enjoyed it. Make sure you like, subscribe, or leave a comment just to share this podcast. Thanks again. Ciao.